HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Oh man, it's Thursday at 1 o'clock and you are tuned into the Heritage Radio Network. You're listening to The Farm Report and I am your host, Erin Fairbanks. We are coming to you live from the back of Roberta's in beautiful Bushwick, Brooklyn, and I am in studio now with Karina Borden and Lindsay Partridge of Real Time Farms. Welcome to the studio, ladies. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you. It's great to have you. So I thought we would um, start out with just kind of a a quick synopsis of of what Real Time Farms is, because it's not a real farm, right? Uh, <laughs> no, actually. All my friends think I work on a farm. So. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Real Time Farms started uh, about two years ago with the idea of what can you find in real time at a farm or a farmer's market. And so that's where the name came from. And it's really a database of farms and farmer's markets. And it's evolved into um, much more than that with our uh, farm-linked menus for restaurants. But it started off as a what's happening in real time at a farm. Excellent. And that's important because, you know, if you're, if you're going out to shop or you want to think about what to eat, there is kind of a seasonality to things, so figuring out what, what's in the ground and what's going on. We hope there's a seasonality, yes. Yeah. Not everyone knows that either. And so like the tagline that I really love on your site is that you guys are bringing transparency to the food web. And I wonder if you could, what exactly do you mean by the, by the food web? Yeah, so uh, I mean, obviously, all of the different aspects of the you know the whole country, the whole world, um, are extremely interconnected. You know, restaurants are getting their their apples from different sources, uh, you know, meat from different sources, and then those different sources are sending their stuff to different other restaurants, other farmers markets, and it's all really entangled. And we're trying to make that clear, and you know, so people can look at this and really understand how it's all working together and where everything's coming from, how it's produced. So essentially, so you guys are creating this guide that, me, you know, me as a consumer, like I could look to real-time farms to kind of hold my hand and walk me through this menagerie of, of, of food choices, essentially, both what I'm going to shop, where, what or where I'm going to shop to bring things to my home, but also where I'm going to go out to eat for the yeah. evening. You kind of are touching on both, both sides. Yeah, basically, we want to provide a place where people can go to find food that they feel good about eating, um, whether it be at a restaurant or through a farmer's market to bring home. 
And eventually, hopefully, we'll bring in other parts because there's obviously retail, there's distributors, but we're not quite there yet. So we've started focusing on the restaurant as sort of the most sort of obvious facing of like food to fork situation. And the guide covers what parts of the country? Everywhere. We even are in Hawaii. It's pretty fabulous. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) So... Maybe uh, I want to talk into a little bit more about what can be found at your website, which is www.realtimefarms.com. But before we do, it'd be great to get a sense of of your background and, and what you bought, what, what you guys have brought to Real Time Farms and how you were kind of instrumental in the evolution. So maybe, Karina, we'll start with you. Sure. So... Um uh, my background is in, I was an English major and a medieval literature uh, master's degree, which means for my real-time farms existence, my title is technically captain of comestibles, and comestibles is is a is an old English, it's a, a, a word from a long time ago that means food. So, um, yes. So, uh, but I worked at Zingerman's in Ann Arbor. and uh, I know, exactly. So that was total happiness. Um, and I worked in front of house my whole life. My first job was selling vegetables, actually, when I was 11 at Eastern Market in Washington, D.C. So I've worked as a bus girl. I've worked in a, you know, waitress uh, server, I guess, um, obviously, then at Zingerman's. And then I started running Zingerman's Farmer's Market at the Westside Farmer's Market uh, at Zingerman's Roadhouse. And uh, so when Carl and Kara were starting to document the Ann Arbor food system, because that's what they started with, was Ann Arbor, uh, they would come. I met with Carl when he first started, and he was like, would you take pictures? I'm starting this new website, and you know, would you like go around and take pictures of your... And I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like, <laughs> pictures? What? Like, I, okay. So I, we started working together, and, and then I just kind of fell in love with them and the whole vision. And uh, when I moved out here, that's... I was able to sort of continue that and and continue helping both documenting by adding information, which anybody can do. You can upload a picture of your favorite farm or your what you're eating or anything. Um, but then also talking to the restaurants, which is our current revenue stream. And Carl and Kara are who? Those are our co-founders, Carl and Kara Rosane. Kara is going to be speaking actually this Saturday at TEDx, which we're really excited about. Awesome. Um, and I know that if you, there's a link on your far, on the on the Real Times page where people can find out different viewing parties yep. if they weren't lucky enough to get a ticket to TEDx. So you came on kind of happenstance through this other relationship and have been able to continue to work work with real-time farm is this your full-time gig or you're working on other stuff no or? i'm a i'm a full-timer uh while my husband and i uh, get my, ourselves organized to you know get our chickens and vegetables in line up in the hudson valley <laughs> literal chickens and vegetables oh yes of course oh yeah very much so chickens that make noise and ruffle their feathers yes <laughs> Awesome. And how about you, Lindsay? How did you come to Real-Time Farms? Um, so I'm a recent graduate from the University of Michigan. I uh, just graduated Me too. in April. Oh. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, yeah, I'm a little newer. Um, but I I actually found out about Real-Time Farms through the restaurant I was working at um, at the time, the Jolly Pum- Pumpkin Cafe and Brewery, uh, which was the first restaurant on Real-Time Farms. Um, so I saw the little card at the host stand and checked it out. I'd been interested in uh, food stuff for a while. Uh, so I looked it up. I thought it was awesome. So I emailed Kara. We met for coffee and uh, she told me all about it. I was super into it. So I just started volunteering for like six months. And then Kara's dad came up with the idea for this Food Warrior internship program and they asked me to head it up. So I've been doing that since. 
So Food Warrior is like one of the sections of the website, but maybe you guys can kind of give us a breakdown of if we're on the site, what are the different areas that we can be looking at? And then we can tuck into what what what's going on within those sections. Yeah, cool. Right on. So um, we've, we sort of feel that there's there's the everywhere, you know, every, all of us are eaters, uh, we hope, hopefully three times a day, you know, if we're lucky and um, and organized. And uh, so therefore, every single person can go on the website and check out you know, where the local farms are in your neighborhood, where the, who the local food artisans are and where the farmers markets are. We worked with the USDA to, um, to, uh, to get their original data set and it's all crowdsourced. So, um, and what's wonderful about that is that, you know, someone will, a market manager will say, wow, you know, like our, actually our hours have changed and we'll be like, great, go on there and change it. And then you can embed the slideshow on your own website. So we tried to make that sort of a happy thing. So that's how, you know, everyday people, all of us can go on there is to be like, huh, what's going on in my neck of the woods? Like, where can I find grass fed beef or where can I find tomatoes? And like, and just kind of see that and and know who's going in your neighborhood. Um, And then uh, restaurants is is another part of it. And so we are working um, directly with restaurants that really care about where their food's coming from and are already doing so much hard work because it's a lot more difficult and it's more expensive to work with really good purveyors. It d- I mean, not always more expensive, but it can be. And, you know, you really want to kind of give them a shout out for taking out all that extra work. And so... Um, Carl and Kara created this amazing, amazing tool that you can farm link individual menu items back to the farm where they come from. So oftentimes you'll see in a, um, you know, you'll go into a restaurant and they'll have a blackboard that says, we get our, we get our, you know, our food from uh, Twin Sprigs Farm and, you know, Prancing Goat Farm. And that's great. But if you don't know who Twin Springs is and you don't know who Prancing Goat is, and it's not going to help you. So we allow the amazing thing about the interweb, that fancy, crazy thing, um, is you can actually scroll over and pop up the name of the farm. And then we've built um, farm pages. And so you can explore, like, what do they sell? Where are they? Are they doing organic? Are they biodomanic? Are they whatever it is? So if local is important to you, then you can see that. If organic is more important to you, you can see that. If you don't care, then great. But at least you have the information for you to choose and make that choice. Um, so therefore, uh, you can find restaurants in your neck of the woods. And you're, if you're a chef, um, then you can use our menu tools to embed that same menu on your own website, which is where we think we bring value today, um, is that that same farm-linked menu, you can embed both on your own website and on Facebook, which is pretty f- awesome. Yeah, what, is this like a billion people are into Facebook, uh, right? Quite a few, yes. <laughs> a few users there. <laughs> So you can go onto the site to, to find food and information on farms and to find restaurants. And then there's a couple of other projects. I know the Food Warriors that you're heading up, Lindsay, and then I think there's a 100 Market Tour. And it's like there's a lot going on. So maybe you can talk a little bit about the Food Warrior program yeah. and what, what that is, what that means. Definitely. Uh, so the Food Warriors, it's an internship program uh, started in the summertime. Uh, we had 16 Food Warriors and kind of scattered throughout. Um, and what they do basically is they go to farmers markets, document the vendors, um, create these relationships with them, and then schedule farm and artisan visits. At the farms and artisans, they do interviews with the producers, which they turn into blog posts and videos, 
which the videos should be embedded on our site someday. Um, <laughs> it's all a work in progress. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so basically they're documenting their local food systems and, you know, some at some point these different producers, many of them will be linked to restaurants, uh, which is also a work in progress, but um, we're gaining momentum. And so, uh, you know, they get to learn a lot about their food systems and um, create real relationships with their local producers. Awesome. So... It's not, and then and then maybe what the hundred market tour, what that's do you guys what's happening? Yeah, with that? so um, we had this amazing, uh, <laughs> these great um, this great band that was actually doing a hundred market tour, and so they were um, traveling Coco and Leif all over the country, and so they were kind of like our first. I guess we sponsored them. This was like our first exciting <laughs> sponsorship as we um, sort of busted out from Ann Arbor last spring. So last spring we. Uh, finished the online ability for restaurants to sign up for themselves and we launched that in May of 2011 and so with that we kind of were like woohoo and um, we started getting restaurants in New York and DC and uh, California and it's so we really went beyond the shores of Ann Arbor which has really treated us so well Ann Arbor's as you know I mean a great food town and um, we've really it's a wonderful place so so the it sounds like the real time farms has been kind of growing exponentially, and you guys ha- have really built in systems that allow a variety of people to interact with the site and contribute to it. Um, is it, it is the site a for profit or non for profit or? We are an LLC for profit, um, so a social for profit social venture. Which means basically, uh, I believe it's like that famous like we make money so we can do things. To help people like the farms don't pay any money the farmers markets don't pay any money that's always going to be free we uh knock on wood are never going to have advertisers on our site i was meeting with um uh spike of woodbury kitchen he's like am i ever going to see an advertisement for carhartt on your site I'm like no this is never gonna happen. <laughs> you're like but since you mentioned it yeah, we do love a- carhartt yeah. products we <laughs> find them quite snugly in the wintertime. <laughs> i'm wearing a carhartt what are you talking about exactly so um no i mean we really want this to be a resource for people to find food in their neighborhood. And so we wanted to um, have it be a value added, uh, um, a, a value added uh, tool that we're ge- offering restaurants. And we hope there's value in that enough for them to help support the rest of the process. And who would you say, I mean, what's your, what's your competition? Like, are there other sites out there who are doing things like this or is this pretty, pretty much the first one? Um, nothing really like this. You know, we have a few, there are a few different organizations that are, you know, working with local sourcing restaurants that are working with farmers markets, but none that are tying it together quite like we are. So if I'm a farmer and I, and I want to get, why do I want to get involved in real time farms? And then maybe what does that process look like? You know, it's a great marketing tool. I mean, um, most people like Karina was saying before, don't know, you know, what these farm names mean. And, you know, it's great for the restaurants to be able to list uh, these farm names. And, you know, people, if they're really interested, can Google it, look it up, figure it out. Um, But in all reality, most people aren't going to do that because it's too much work. Um, So this is a great way for farmers to easily share their stories and for people to find it in a very accessible way and an interesting way. And kind of all in one place, too, I guess. But obviously, I mean, we don't want, I mean, there are what twelve over twelve thousand websites out there based around food, and a farmer I think can sometimes feel like which one do I put my goods on? So we are, I mean, we're partnering with Nofa New York, so we're going to be receiving um, all of their database of farms. So 
and we're working with other partnerships so that farmers that are already in organizations that have a database, you know, great, that's wonderful. Let's let's all share that information. Like, why do the work twice? Yeah, please, let's not reinvent the wheel. Is there <laughs> any criteria that you have for farmers that you decide to include or anyone that you would choose to not include? They have to have an address. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> all right um you just have to exist That's it. excellent it, well you know i think therefore i am right yeah <laughs> we are gonna go to break for a quick moment and when we come back um i want to explore a little bit more kind of the challenges uh from the farmer to the web market creates win-win partnerships with our suppliers and we love to tell their stories brooklyn brine grew from a two-person moonlighting operation to an eight-person production force in gowanus in just one year churning out pickle varieties like chipotle carrots and lavender asparagus come have a taste in one of our six manhattan locations All right, we're back. You are tuned into the Farm Report on the Heritage Radio Network, and we are live in studio with Karina and Lindsay of Real Time Farm. So, we were talking a little bit before the break about how kind of the process for farmers getting uh, their farms placed on your site, and you said essentially the criteria is that they need to have an address, um, which is pretty broad. But um, so when when they when they submit their information to you, is there uh, I mean, what what type of information are you including certifications, farm size, growing practices um, as a consumer? Kind of what have you decided is the, the important information that essentially we would want to know? Well, I think uh, we are in the process of revamping the farm pages to include much more information ab- about sort of those questions. But at the moment. It was a it was a 
offhand comment, but you have to have the address. Right. Um, um, you need to have uh, what's our the underlying assumption of our website is that is that you are a or you are a farmer who wants to tell your story, and that's basically what we're talking about. And so we are appealing to those farmers who want to share pictures. And I'm sure if you've, um, as I'm sure you know, like the whole um, ag ag gag bi- bills. I mean, like there's a lot of of politics around taking pictures at farms and our whole site is predicated on taking pictures at your farm. So um, we are really appealing to those people to sort of want to share that information and to have consumers feel like this is something that we deserve to know, which I think we all do. Um, so uh, yes, we talk about certifications. We talk about what you what you sell, like, um, and we're going to be working on you know, do you offer CSAs, things like that. Um, but uh, all of the information is checked, so you don't have to be... I mean, a farmer can add themselves to our site. It's not... I don't have to talk to them. It's not like they have to fill out an application. It's it's a crowdsourced data. It's like Wikipedia. Okay. And so um, we check everything that comes in. Right. And um, obviously, because that's, you know, it's... You want to check everything that comes sure. in. Sure. You want to <laughs> trust, but verify. Exactly. Just like Ronald Reagan said. Um, <laughs> so... So what have you found, I mean, as far as when you guys were first getting going, I know oftentimes as uh, farms look to make a transition from a more traditional um, model into looking to work with uh, retail outlets or restaurants or farmers markets, there are some kind of growing pains there. And then technologically, too, it can be challenging to uh, have the right, you know, kind of Internet access or your speed. And are there things that have come up to you guys that you're like, man, it's tough we're not quite reaching them for these reasons and <laughs> well yeah i mean definitely getting in touch with farmers can be the hardest part of it you know you can call them and email them over and over again but you know the main part of their day is not focused on the computer or the telephone like many of us uh, so that can be really difficult. That's another great benefit of the food warriors because they'll meet them at the farmers market, which is you know where they definitely uh, where mo- many of them are, um, and then they can you know ask them in person, "Can I please come visit you? Uh, take photos, take video," and you know th- they tend to be very receptive. But when we try to when we call and email farmers, you know we do get a good amount of response, but that can be definitely definitely be a challenge. And as far as kind of, uh, and then, you know, if we're looking at the, the restaurant side of things, how, how, how do restaurants engage with you? Can they add themselves to your site as well? Restaurants um, certainly can sign up themselves and then, uh, and they can actually add their own menu themselves and do the whole process by themselves. We're very, very happy to help um, to sort of show and whatnot. We've made videos on how to make it easy and whatnot. But um, it's, it's meant to be a real sort of like, oh, this is a great idea. I should just do this. And then like an hour and a half, you're done. Like, boom. Um, and just plug and play. So that's, that's I think, the, the key is uh, flexibility, the ability to do it when you want. I mean, everyone in this food world has hours that are perhaps not quite, um, you know, um, normal. I don't want to say normal, but what is normal? I mean, there are no weekends, you know. Like yeah, it's, sure. My it's, downtime's after service, yeah. but that's like at 1130 at night. Right. And exactly. So, you know, you want to be able to do it when you want to do it. And so that's why we wanted to have it be um, a self-service type of situation. So one of the things I think is interesting is like on on the actual menus that they upload through the site, you can kind of choose to highlight particular menu items and link them to specific farms. And I know, Karina, we've talked a little bit about 
trying to to kind of streamline this process so that maybe like when a chef places an order that order will automatically kind of go into your system so we can know in real time essentially like hey on on tuesday momofuku noodle bar is going to be getting two goats from consider bardwell go check it out that's really happening but uh (laughs) but like but but something like that and have you guys explored kind of the potential of really using the accessibility of data to to create a, an even higher level of kind of real time interaction on the site. Uh, funny, yes, you would say that, Erin. We actually <laughs> were very much hoping to partner with um, Heritage as our first sort of inventory management system because obviously, if you have a inventory system that's electronic, then it can electronically boop 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 talk to ours back end boop boop boop, and then voila, no one has to do anything um, and manually, which would be ideal because obviously, yes, a chef places an order for two goats, and if we are working with real time farms and we know where the goats are coming from, then they don't have to update the menu manually and they can it can be done and have you found I mean are are there any kind of systems like that that you found or something you're kind of still looking for searching searching always optimistic always optimistic looking for kind of the magic wand of data transfer and I think that's one of the things that makes the site so interesting is like you're trying to get us close to real time and there has been this push in throughout like social media of how do how do farmers how do farmers markets how do restaurants and retail outlets kind of really uh, capture this audience and um, I know like the the green market system here in New York they make a pretty extensive use of Twitter feeds to talk about like what's at the market today but it would really it would be great to kind of have something that's a little broader where people can go as kind of a clearinghouse so. I don't know. I I guess we're all just kind of waiting for the magic, the well, magic wand. And there are things that like part like Trace and Trust is doing an amazing job with fish. I mean, they have QR codes that go from literally the you know the dock to the restaurant, so you can go to Nick's on Broadway in in Providence and see like scan the menu, and there it is. So we're we are working with with you know the people who are obviously doing this and trying to get there. Trying to get there. Yeah. Oh, I guess there too. There's probably some trade offs between. You know, taking on technology, even if it eventually streams on the process, is, is like another thing to, to manage, mm-hmm. too. Um, so kind of getting back to the tagline of transparency to the food web, you know, can you guys talk a little bit about this idea of greenwashing? I know as consumers, like, there's so many different organizations and companies kind of jumping on this bandwagon of, oh, it's organic, it's local, it's sustainable, it's natural. There's a lot of kind of confusing uh language and facts out there so how does that kind of play into the decisions you make with the usability of your um website and then have you guys had any issues where it's like because it's crowdsourced people just put stuff up that's not right that you've then had to kind of go back and have some of those hard conversations yeah well so these words have become really really popular you know organic local natural what does natural mean nothing but i mean they've become popular because people care so, I mean, just having, just having these words on their menus, it reaches out to the consumer in a way that feels good, but doesn't really have much meaning to it. So we're trying to put meaning to these words so that people are get past the words and put real meaning into these menus, into these, you know, farmers markets, into on these particular farm pages. Uh, so people can really understand what's happening here rather than just, you know, these words that don't, you know, make much sense to most people. Do you guys have a glossary on the site? That is on our to-do list and should be done, hopefully, <laughs> knock on wood, <laughs> very soon. Yeah, I would say that's like one of, uh, I mean, uh, that is like kind of always challenging to figure out 
kind of what means what to who and like how how kind of shifting that can be. So I guess um, I'm just curious, you know, the organization, the, the, the company's been around for just a few years now. What would you say has kind of been the impact so far? And then where do you kind of see it going over the next, you know, three to five years? Well, I think just going back to what you said earlier in terms of um, what, like, who checks the information, you know, we we did have a, a, a restaurant a couple months ago put up um, a tagline or saying that they got a certain item from a farmer. And the farmer was like, wait a minute, actually, that's not true. They used to, but they don't anymore. And so they contacted us, which is awesome. And so, like, our vision that's the vision. Is it like, you know what? There's there's six of us, five of us, six of us. I mean, like, and the food warriors. I mean, there's over 2.2 million farms in this country. Like, we can't do this by ourselves. So our vision is to have everyone having this conversation. Oh, my gosh, this is where the food comes from. And I know that because I talked to my farmer and I talked to the restaurant and the chef agrees with the farmer. And, and it's all there on real-time farm showing the connections and everyone's on board with what it says. That, it would be just, like, the coolest thing. Like, banana fabulous. Like, awesome. <laughs> Kind of like a long-term hand-holding process. I mean, because I think that's the thing. I mean, obviously, uh, we're all very immersed in the food world, and that's become kind of like the one of the defining factors in our life. But I think the the key moving forward and really affecting change on a larger level is is finding a tool that people who just don't really care that much about food yet can use and 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 speaks to that audience. I mean, how how do people find out about Real Farms? Like, how are you guys getting the word out about what you do? Aside from obviously coming to Heritage Radio Network? Um, well, I mean, we were interviewed this week on the Wall Street Journal. I mean, so, like, there's obviously uh, we're involved in sort of local, you know, the conferences and whatnot as much as we can be, and then just just talking and talking and talking, talking. And the more the more we get into restaurants, you know, most of these restaurants are embedding these menus directly onto their website. So even if people don't know what Real-Time Farms is, they'll see this menu on the restaurant's page, and that'll direct them to Real-Time Farms. So, you know, that's another big way. Because um, if they click on any of the ingredients right in the restaurant menu, it'll take them to real-time farms and to the particular farm profile. We also have some pretty cool partnerships that are about to hit, which are fabulous. <laughs> Check out the website to find more. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Karina, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming in. You can find out more about Real-Time Farms by visiting their website, www.realtimefarms.com. We look forward to watching your network grow. And hope to have you guys on the show again soon. Thanks so much, Erin. Thank you. Tune in next week, Thursdays, 1 o'clock, for the Farm Report. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.